Tonight, somebody's gonna walk away with some cash. We got fire pit in the building, so get your thirsty your thirsty selves down here tonight. It's uh two seventeen. We have an interview with Buddha Monk of Woodstack. That's right, it's two cents Tuesday, and also it's we're all here. We all here, right, Spark? So we're going to try to get some videos up until our people come in. I'm going to send out this invite one, one more game. This is a different gym. Make sure that they get in here. Nobody's here again. So I'm I've been there, nigga, 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 nigga
the first line of music and doing things and making things happen is to be humble. You gotta have a slice of humble pie in order to, you know, to achieve the things you achieve in life. You know, and that's the thing about a lot of artists that they don't understand. You gotta be humble in this game and a lot of things to you actually take the time out to just you know leave it in, take it out and make different changes in your life, you know? So, it's kind of hard to answer questions with the music class, and they said they still testing stuff. Because I don't think the people going to be able to hear what we we're talking about with the music blasting. So I, I just figure we kick it around until he gets done adjusting the speakers and we'll turn the music that's what I really need. I need to turn the phone more than anything. That's what my finish. Yeah. Just, 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 not. just grab what you get from this day. Don't worry, I'll just get it later. Always bossing. That music is I said a humble slice of pie, not an idiot slice. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Sometimes, sometimes man. you got a zoo on them. <laughs> yeah, man. I love it. I love that you, it don't matter if you on camera or not, you do not play. <laughs> no filter. None. None. <laughs> that right there, that's, that's my girl. Fire right there. That's the other. There's another fire, <laughs> but uh, she definitely represents us. The fire pit. Peace, Queen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> or the other light. Huh? Which light is that? This one or this one? Oh, she. Uh, let me see. I like the other one. Yeah. All right. So the DJ is here and he has tested his speakers uh dj bougies this is mr food along the brooklyn zoo peace almighty fire fire with the y-a fire nation fire nation Tell him go over there. <laughs> He's the She's the chef. Yeah. I love you guys so much. Mr. Boudamont. Yes. We're going to just get right into it since we've been doing the thing. You was best friends with a whole dirty bastard. 
Yeah. Best friends, come on. Just come on in and, and just tell us how you, you, you met him in Pampers. Nah, I didn't meet him in Paris. And you gotta tell us. Nah, me and Dirty grew up together. Like we we grew up as kids together. Like they lived on Putnam Ave. You know, we, we had people on Franklin Avenue, Jefferson. You know, I was um I was born and raised in Brooklyn, and uh, I was from NA Rock, Nostrand Avenue. But I lived, I was born and raised on New York Avenue between Prospect and St. Mark's. And so, you know, our families was always together doing things, you know, different events and stuff. You know, like Sonny Carson is also my family. And that that, that extends from Sonny Carson's son being Lumumba from Professor X, Professor X from the X Clan and stuff like that. So all of us, you know, Papa Wu, everybody, you know, different events in Fort Greene and other parks and BCM and just everywhere, Kingston parks and different stuff where we came from, everybody would be together, you know, doing their thing. And so um, make a long story short, you know, we would, they would, Uncle Pete and all of them, they would be on the corner singing and stuff like that. and. You know, dirtying them sometimes. You know, Uncle Pete would let us stand there with them, but you know, the older folks would be standing there with their little moonshines and liquors and stuff, and doing little drinking and everything. And we would come over there. We would go. There was this Spanish store on the corner, and we called Shorty shit staining them. Shorty shit staining them would be like stuffing like six, seven beers in their pants legs and. You know, we go in and get, we'll be, hey, we be on another corner just like the, like, take it back. Do, 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 do. <laughs> you know, we did what the old timers did. So, you know, they showed us the golden rules on how to be, you know, MCs, artists, you know, singing artists, R&B, rap, you know. And I used to hear their voices. I was like, wow, well, they could sing. You know, they could do their thing. And one time, me and Dirty were sitting together. He was like, you see, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be one of the illest rappers ever. I'm like, man, he's like, you crazy? I'm gonna tell him like, you see my pinky? You see my thumb? You see my bitch? You been get the fuck out of here? I'm like, yo, hold up, dirty, you bugging out, you bugging out. And I ain't never. a little different. At yeah, at that time, I didn't really, I didn't know where he was going with it because we were still kind of young. But <laughs> so we had separated for a while, and then I wound up going back on Franklin Avenue. I was staying at four. I was in 441 Franklin Avenue. I was DJing at that time now. By this time, I had my rap skills up, my R&B skills, you know, and producing. And, um, I was actually producing a lot of house music then, you know, house music tracks and hip hop tracks. I was doing Club Pajaro and all of those different places that everybody called like different clubs up in Manhattan now. You know, they what they were called different names. I was rocking those clubs out. So uh one day Dirty and them was going by and I was playing some hip hop and Dirty was like, yo, who that? It was like, oh, that's at that time it was calling me Master E. It's like that's Master E up there and stuff like that. Y'all know him as Ellery. That's my real name, Ellery. So he's like, Oh, that's my that's my family. So he came upstairs, he knocked on the door, he's like, yo, I got this new cut. 
like new cuts. Like, yeah, me and my niggas from that now and it's like my cousins and um and a couple of dudes that, you know, we've started putting this project together. So I said, Well, all right, well let me hear it. He said, Yo, play it, play it so everybody that's outside can hear it. It was mad people outside that day. And I remember he wanted me to play after the laughter. But as I had a song on, I was listening to both sides. I was like, yo, bro, I want to play the other side. And he said, that's what I wanted to hear because I keep telling everybody it's not after the laugh, it's the other side. I was like, nah, the other side is what I want to hear. So I started playing Protect Your Neck out the window and everybody in the street started going crazy. You understand what I'm saying? So everybody in the street started going crazy when they heard Protect Your Neck playing and then people started knocking on the door, yo, where can I get that song at? And everything, da 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 da, and that's where that came about. And um, so you know, I was like, well, you know, I think I think this should be y'all single, and the other one is just a good cut, but it doesn't. It was Riz on the other side doing after the laughter, and uh, I don't know. This was before they even got to deal with louder anybody, and I didn't really. I liked the song, but I just knew it wasn't the song that was gonna move it. But when I heard the joint, and then I heard Dirty go, baby, baby, I was like, oh, forget it. Uh, I was like, this is, yeah, this is the joint. This is the joint right here that's gonna do it. So I started going into the different DJs like Funkmaster Flex and everybody else, and other people, and you know, telling them to play it and giving it to a lot. He had gave me a couple of boxes and I was handing them out to DJs and that like all the major DJs that would play at like all the major block parties, the clubs and and other towns in Jersey and Island, Staten Island. Like, cause I, you know, I wasn't just local. I was I was doing what 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 you see a lot of DJs do today. I was already doing it way before they was doing it. You know what I mean? So it didn't really matter to me. Everybody knew me as Master E, but you know, that had to change and that's just another story within itself on how I became Buddha Monk and all that. Well, I like, like the first time going out on stage, you know, just, I mean, so you, you was basically, you know, being a hype man first. Hey, 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 uh, Flames, you can't be texting and all of that while we try to text you. Why you texting? Whatever y'all doing, I can't hear her. I can't hear her. I put my charger in, sorry. All right, go ahead. You're doing too much, Flames. You're doing too much. We're going to unmute you and see what you sound like now. All right, wait a minute. They want to unmute her behind now. Hold on. A Can minute. you hear us, Flames? I can't unmute you. What does it say? Can't oh, I had to unmute myself. I'm sorry. Oh, you muted yourself. Mm. Uh, I was plugging in my chat. I don't know. You got a lot of things going around. But like uh, we were saying, did you freeze? No, I'm here. Oh, I I'm just quiet. I, I, I know, right? Freeze. I'm just quiet. <laughs> nah, that's how I am. I'm just quiet until the, 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 the question is answered. You feel me? Right. How did it feel like the first time you went on stage to be a hype man for, uh, you know, 30? Well, if I, can I, can't, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't really answer that one because I was already doing stages and 
I had knew already I had a calling because, like, I don't know, like, there was times that I would be at home and I would be watching all these other MCs, you know, Kane and everybody on. And I was like, one day I'm going to be right next to one of them. And, um, like, I would go to sleep at night sometimes and I would hear people calling my name when I got on the stage. But it wasn't until me and Dirty went to Europe that that actually had happened because um, I would get on stage with him and a lot of people at first thought I was just the bodyguard until they would hear me spit and they would see me <laughs> performing together. Then they was like, nah, he's a terrorist within himself. You know, and um, the funny thing is I would be with Dirty, but he didn't really have to always mention my name. People would ask who am I, because I guess the intimidation of me standing there with him and not really saying anything was, was, you know, inquiring minds want to know, like, should we duck if this guy start punching people in the face or should we, <laughs> you know, you know, and, and that's, believe it or not, being humble and just not really like smiling and chilling and talking with a thousand people can get you that kind of atmosphere where people feel that about you, you know, and in all reality, I'm just as cool as the next motherfucker, you know, real talk. So, I think it was more so the persona of me like hearing, waiting for that moment to finally hear people yelling my name that I really felt like this is it. This is the time. And it happened on one of his shows because he was like, yo, before I get ready to come out and do my thing, I'm going to let somebody else rock for y'all. He's been doing his thing musically, R&B, this and that, and that. Yo, give it up for boot him up. And when I came out, they were already chanting my name before he could get my name fully out. So when I came on stage, I stood there and the lights came on me. But the same way the lights came on me in the dream was the same way the lights had did me that day. When everybody was yelling, I could see the lights, but I couldn't see the people out there. And that's how many people was. It was by the thousands. We were like, we were somewhere in like maybe... Wow. I would say we were in Paris or, or, or Germany. And um, that's when, like, I had started working on my project and I let Dirty hear a couple of joints. And then when I started performing it, the crowd was going crazy. And then Dirty was like, okay, I can see where this is going. But, you know, before all of those things happened, the most important thing was how I became a part of it was after that day, I let Dirty let me hear the songs. He called me one day. He's like, yo, what you doing? I said, nothing. And he's like, yo, I'm going to come pick you up. I was like, all right, come scoop me up. And um, I thought we was just going to go hang out and chill. He wound up taking me to the studio where him, uh, Steve Rifkin, Risen, all of them was at at the time. And uh, they were working on that. By this time, he had already got the deal with, they got the deal with Lau because of the single and he played a couple of songs and I was like, they was like, well, what do you think about this one? And what do you think about that one? Then Dirty turned around and asked me what I think. And I said, yeah, I like that song, but this song should be y'all single. And DeRizzo was like, well, who is that? And um, Dirty is like, that's my partner. He gonna be me from now on. He, you know what I'm saying? He gonna be taking care of everything for me, like a lot of music and stuff like that. And I'm looking at myself like, I ain't signing up for this shit I am. You know what I mean? Like I'm sitting him tell her, tell him, tell him, tell Rizzo this, and I had no, I hadn't been asked what that I wanted to even be a part of it. So 
it, 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 it all came a shock to me at that moment, you know? So I'm like, who are you talking about? I thought it was somebody else in the room with us at first, you know what I'm saying? Then he's like, and then Rizzo was like, now what, did, what song you said? I said, y'all should do this as y'all single. And that was Cream. And he wanted to do something else, but everybody that, when he sent the song with Cream on it to the radio stations, they wanted the song Cream to be the single. Which was me, by the way, singing on the original hook of Cream before 60 Second Assassin on the remix that they did for the video. A lot of people don't know that that's me singing in Cream. So that's just something. So as far as you saying, how do I feel about, you know, the first time? I, th- I just looked at it like this was my time and I'm blessed, you know, to be with one of the greatest entertainers of all time doing it, you know? Like, our chemistry, there was nobody had a type of chemistry. There was niggas like Buster and them who wanted to do shit like me and him. Meth, wanted to, Meth actually said in a couple of things that he wanted to be a great entertainer like Dirty. So here it is. All of y'all are getting singles and doing platinum albums and all that, but all of y'all are saying y'all want to do stuff like Dirty. And here it is, it's me and Dirty creating this chemistry every day. So regardless to whether y'all give it to Dirty, little do you know, or Eleanor Jones, Shane was the background, you know what I'm saying, Big L, whatever, whatever names they had for me back then, that was me also helping to create that, that type of funk. So. It is what it is, you know. I'm just happy it happened. Yeah, of course. Okay, we we had some audience members listening in. Um, Michelle Loving, Loveling Swain, who is one of is our is our number one fan actually, and she also has a question that says, "What advice do you have for any upcoming folks?" That are serious about wanting to come out but had fear. Girl, without, you for fit without fear? But they um, have fear, but they want to come out. I advise you right now, if you got the fear and you're not confident yet, while you build up while you build up who you are, I would uh say, you know, do like this distro kids or or um tune core and stuff like that and start taking a couple of songs up there and put them up there and let everybody know that they can go to itunes for your music and spotify and let people either buy the record or or send you like information on what they think about the songs and stuff like that get the confidence of your tracks and your music first you know um because i'm explaining something to you that a lot of people don't get you can't ask your friends because they're your friends and because they because they're your friend they don't want to tell you the truth that your shit could either be a hit or your shit could be a flat or a bomb oh it could be wacky shit. see me i don't have a problem telling motherfucker whether he good or bad and i don't have a problem motherfucker telling me if i'm good or bad you know what i'm saying but most of the time i know i'm good so i ain't got to worry about you telling me when i'm bad that's the difference you got to know that you more good than bad but if you feel unconfident about you know you don't feel confident about yourself and for a lot of reasons then you in the wrong game 
you got you got to have you got to have confidence that you're doing what you're doing. I don't mean you looking down at your phone while a major artist is talking to you and you making sure like I don't want you to be looking down at your phone like yeah man so you know I just did like, these three singles and stuff and you know people are telling me you mean your six friends that's telling you on Facebook that they like it? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They like that shit. Nigga, I heard you say your shit was wrong to me. You know? And sometimes you got to do that to a person because because they done built themselves up to this thing that they're really not. And they haven't even began to get the morale of the people out there that really love hip-hop and love music and, like, bring it to the table on some like, yo, you're dope. You know, you like, you're really dope. So, I don't know. I don't know. I just think, I think the fear is, you're going to always have fear. The first time you get on stage and there's 10,000 people in front of you, there's a fear. The first time you get on and there's three people in front of you, there's a fear. The first time you get to perform in front of a major label person and he want to see how you perform there's going to be fear. You got to be ready to overlook your fears. If you really want this, you got to go in there knowing that, you know, you confident. I advise you to get you a little setup in your crib, get you a little practice thing to practice, get a little mirror to see how you act in front of yourself on the stage and stuff. Make yourself the, the mirror of you performing. Watch yourself perform and see what you think you're doing wrong. Have somebody video film watching you you know, how you go back and forth across the whole stage and perform and stuff, how you interact with crowds. I think you should do little venues too, like a lot of people try to get, try to get, try like a lot of these other places that be having shows and say, hey, they want some artists to come out and perform. Just go out and perform and hear what the crowds will say because people will walk up to you and be like, yo, that song you just did was cold as hell, man. Where can I get it at? But if people just say, Good job, keep it up. Even though they told you good job, keep it up, that means in 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 real terms, it means yo, you did okay, but you still got work. Keep going, keep going, you'll get good at it. But then when people just be like, Hey, I need your number, I got another event that I don't like the zoo boss, the fire nation, everybody. When everybody hear them, they be like, Hey, I got another event. I want y'all to come to it, da 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 and perform and rock out. Another thing, too, people respect your craft, but they don't respect enough to pay for it. And us as artists got it backwards. Y'all letting y'all letting them charge y'all to get on stage to perform when they should be giving you money to come out and perform if they really respect your craft. I'm not saying every artist, the ones that's just now, the ones just now getting started and trying to come up. You know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta pay, you gotta pay dues before you become somebody major. Like once everybody starts, you go to like you pay for like four or five different events, and people like, yo, that nigga smoking. Now a real person is mine. Like yo, he's so smoking. I'm gonna get him on the team so that way I can get him events and let him perform, and then it'll blow him up. So when we get ready to drop his album, everybody's buying it. You know. But, but he's got the confidence already. He's been practicing at home and at these little events to make himself better. So those are the things they need to do. 
Next question. But what happens if he's not getting nowhere after he's done all of that? That's why you keep putting out your music on Spotify, TuneCore, and you keep getting your numbers up on Facebook, YouTube, and everywhere else. So that way, you're not just reaching out to the people in your area. You're reaching out to people in massive areas. Yeah, and another thing I feel like if you don't like travel and network, I think I should mute her mic because whatever, whatever's coming from her phone is keep cutting us out. Yeah, it's fire. I, I'm gonna mute her down. There it is. No issue, baby. See, I put you on mute. Yeah, now it's gone. It's, it's not, I don't hear it anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, um, let me see. Let me see now. She did that. She disconnects. She's going to come back in. That's what she's saying. Right. Uh, yeah. So, um, like the people that's been doing this and doing this and doing this, um, I, I'm trying to even look like uh, a step further, you know, because I do know some artists that have been doing exactly the things that you have been saying. And even right. down to, you know, we say a lot uh, that you have to put a lot of investments in yourself. I'm talking even down to the investments, all, all everything, you know, that they need for the branding and things like that, you know, even had contracts put under their nose that was kind of slipped away. Right right also the agents it's also like you got to get a good agent you got to find a good manager you know right. not the ones not a manager listen because here's here's here, here's a lot of things that play issue to it too okay you want to be my manager you're asking to be my man but i'm dealing with a manager that every time i talk to you you got your hand out more than i see stuff happening so, so it's like you gotta get you gotta get with people that's really in industry. You gotta go like look online, find out you know how like who's this manager, what people in the industry have he worked with, you know you like because they supposed to have portfolios on their Facebook and everything of of stuff that they done with people, and you know like how many artists have they actually done with has become successful or like how many doors have they opened up for artists that's the kind of stuff that you need to look further into like finding the right agency or management you know manager or management team that's gonna work for you you know that really believes in your music because let me tell you something it don't take money for a manager to get you a deal it takes for a manager to get to the place where he's supposed to be in order to speak to the people who will give you the deal exactly what's that to say that's managers not working that's I mean, the, probably not gonna get no work because listen because i know i know people who go to work every day I know people who, who you know, whatever they do in the street, they, they get all this. Here's the thing. You you get all, you, you're doing everything you're supposed to do to become this artist. And then now you got everything you need. You know, your, your, your team that you got with you is strong. Everybody rapping. You pay for your studio time. 
and then all these little clown ass motherfuckers want to come and give you like little distribution deals. But I did all the hard work already. I don't I don't pay for all the studio sessions. I don't pay for everything. And now y'all niggas just want me to hand this project over you and pay you to go shop the shit too. Nah, get out of here. Get out of here. Beat beat your feet. I've been to your funeral. Kick rocks with open toe sandal shoes, nigga. We not doing that. <laughs> Yeah, because you know what? You, you've learned so much over the time. You just take the walk yourself. Basically, I, just do it yourself. I walked my dick. I didn't wait. I got news for everybody. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't dirty who got me my deal. It was my skills who got me my deal. Dirty and RZA didn't show up to my deal. They were supposed to show up. The first deal I had was with, was with, Electra. I was supposed the deal that Boy Scout had got from Electra was actually my deal. Dirty and RZA didn't show up. They had something else going on, and I missed that deal. And Buster and then went in after he had got his joint done, and they gave the deal to to to, to they gave my deal to Boy Scout while for the night. But I wound up getting my deal with Edel America Records because they had they was Edel Germany, and they had a big massive thing for like they had all of the soundtracks for all of the wrestling back in the day all of the wwe and everything so they was trying to break into the new a new ground of hip-hop in this era and at that time in in 90 my album came out in 98 so i think like 96 or 7 they had started a built a office in new york and uh eva reed who was the manager for me and dirty you know what I'm saying? And um, booking us for all the shows in Europe. She walked my deal, actually, because she had a good deal with this dude from Germany. You know what I'm saying? Who gave me my deal. You know what I'm saying? And then we came to New York. And then when we got to New York, they wound up opening up a label because I was going to be their first artist off their thing. And it did good. My, my single did good. My album did good. Wasn't no failures, you know. I wasn't no one hit wonder. I'm still making hits. I'm still selling records, you know. So, you know. But, I, but I had more control of my, the, the, the key word to being a, not a one hit wonder or a successful artist is always having control of your shit. Don't let the labels mm -hmm. control you. You control the labels. You got to read, you got to, we, we, we tank best said it. You got to read the labels. You got to know the labels, read the labels. So, cause. You know, it's like Tommy ain't my motherfucking boy. You know, he wasn't Tommy and them was wasn't your boy. They wasn't cool with you. They were trying to rape niggas back there. <laughs> you know? So and, and and you know, like <laughs> I, did, I did my first song. I did my first song with this dude named Chris from and he had built his own label called Sure Shot. And Gots like come on through been a single for like four four to five different um different entities of music it was for sure shot records edel the wu-tang uh the wu-tang um uh they had the uh the wu-tang gambinos or something like that it was something like that they had me as the first single on that too and um for for the movie my, my song was the single for the movie the big hit which was also TVT records. So God's like come on through them, been in four different positions around the world from single to single to single to single to single on different levels of music. So, I mean, you know, like 
that's one song. That's like love is the message. It doesn't end. You know, it has no beginning or end to it. It's as old as the sun, moon, and stars. Once you put something out there and people love it from this day to that day, you know, you just at this moment, you're no longer considered as just a rap artist. You're considered as an icon, a legend, you know, stuff like a living legend, too, is a is an important thing to be in this game, too. You don't that doesn't make sense to be a legend and be not living. Facts. Big facts. I, I think they kicked out. They might have jumped, they might have took their screen off, but I still got questions. <clears throat> Now that you have your entity, you know, because everyone always wants to bring up, you know, your Wu-Tang, you know, everything with Wu-Tang and, you know, ODB, and it's always love, but I always want to get into the Buddha Monk brand, the Zubali brand, what you have done um, you know, just as your own, you know what I mean, uh, session in this game. A lot of people, I think, really sleep on that. Um, break it down what Zubilees is. Break it down Buddha Monk. Okay. Buddha Monk. Buddha Monk was a person that was a right-hand man to a great entity. But at the same time, I was a big icon by myself way before I met Dirty. Because I was singing with a group. I was doing R&B music. The name of our group was called Flamboyance. You know what I'm saying? And we were good because we were singing and doing shows with like Boys to Men and all of them. You know, like they loved us. Um, we when Shy wouldn't be around, we would do cover songs for Shy and stuff in them. And then one time they came and they didn't have to perform. They just came and they heard us sing their song. And they thought they said for the first time they actually heard somebody sing it the way they sing it. You know, <laughs> That was that was that was amazing to them, you know. Right. Um, so that so, was a solidifier. Yeah, so that was a solidifier to what I was doing. But I'm gonna be honest with you, Dirty didn't pick me up because I was just good at that. Dirty used to pay to come and hear me perform at shows. He would show up and see me perform, and everybody would be like trying to take pictures, and Dirty be like, "No, nah, I'm not here for that." I'm here because my man is performing tonight. I I bought I bought these tickets. I'm going to sit down. We could talk later, y'all, but I want to hear him perform. He used to come and sit down at my shows and hear me sing. Wow. Yeah. Like, so this Those are the stories that don't they don't get. That's why I'm like, I got we gotta get into this because right. they right. always go Budamont ODB. Nah, right. y'all need a y'all need to get a little bit more of this. Like, they, don't, they don't know what what Buddha Monk was made of before he got with ODB. Right. ODB didn't pick somebody like me to be on his side because, you know, he was starting to become something big. He was picking his team who he know were music icons like he was right. and, and, and knew what they would give to the game besides him. And he was thinking ahead, like, hey, when I get this thing really popping, I'm going to have the top artists, the top R&B artists, producers, and everything. He gave me my first machine and told me that he wanted me to produce better than Rizzo. It wasn't like a disrespect to Rizzo or nothing like that or nothing at all. It was just that he was like, yo, listen, Rizzo is the dopest. We are in it, but I want you to be better than that. I want that, which means in order for you to do that, you're going to have to sleep day and night with this machine and make it do what it do. So the ASR 10 that I got today 
that same super mint condition that was given to me by Dirty. Oh, wow. After he made the stomp song for his album off it, it, he gave it to me. He didn't even use it no more after that. Wow. So, and, and, and that was another song that made it become a hit on his album. So, you know, it's like, okay, I made the hit now, boot. I need you to continuously make hits. And then we made the hit, off, we made another hit off it. We did a remix of Don't You Know on his ASR 10. That, that they put out on the radio stations everywhere. We made a remix to it. Uh, now, if you could think of your favorite song, like your favorite moment when you decided to really go into your full chapter, because I know it was really hard after losing your best friend. You know, everyone always looks at the music, but that was your best friend. You know what I mean? Um, I know that when you really got deep into your personal chamber, you really went in as far as making sure that the legacy was set on a whole nother level. What did it mean for you in beginning your chamber? You know what I mean? I had to do it because when Dirty died, the day of, like, we was at the funeral, I'm watching everybody come with shirts and all kind of stuff, and they, even though he's, this man ain't even in the grave or nothing yet or burnt yet. Y'all, y'all already out here doing all this memorabilia. So I remember sitting outside the church and was like, yo, I just gotta get out of here. And I went to Europe for a while. And I went out there. <clears throat> I went out there on my album. I was only supposed to do two days out there, and I wound up staying out there for seven to ten years of doing Buddha monk stuff. Yeah. Rapping with all the major reggae artists, they were because all a lot of the reggae artists don't come straight to New York. They go to Europe first, which is Switzerland and Germany, and uh they do like Zurich and stuff like that and, and Paris and all that before they, they have to do a lot of work in those areas before they can really get a visa to come to the US. So like from Movado and all of them, Bounty Kill and all of them, I done did major shows with all of these people all in Europe, all over the world. KRS-One, the whole Wu-Tang Clan, Claude Knapps was the owner of, of Mancho Jazz Festival. I done done stuff with Tony, 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 everybody. Like everybody that people be doing stuff with over here, I done did stuff with them all in Europe because I was in Europe for that long. Um, wow. Yeah, so I think when I really decided what I wanted to do, I was working on my project and some of the project for the Manchus and me in, in New York. And that's when they got, thank God, they started coming up with Skype with people transfer files and all that stuff. So Skype came a part of it. And, you know, you would be able to talk to the dudes and tell them what you wanted to do. Because at the time, like when you had a phone, like I would have to pay probably like almost for like, five, 10 minutes of talking on the phone was probably like three, $400 US money out from Europe. So when they started coming online with Skype and everything and emailing, you know, AOL was the shit then, you know, AOL, but Skype was, you know, by this time we would be able to talk to each other on Skype and tell them right, sit and write with each other on Skype and then put the songs together. And everybody started sending me their vocals and stuff. And then I would mix the stuff over there. And then I was like, when I got back to this town, I'm with them Brooklyn Zoo, but I'm back now in US. I'm with the Brooklyn Zoo. And we started getting complications. Uh, Kate Blunt and 12 o'clock and them was having some differences. And Blunt was my right hand man 
from when Dirty and told me to find the Zoo Ninjas and keep them abroad with because he wanted to put them on. Uh, it was actually me and Dirty that found them at the same time. So, like, you know, me and Blunt was like real tight. All of us, Blunt, Chief, all of them, they were tight with me. And they had some differences with Blunt. And I was like, yo, if y'all got differences with him, y'all got differences with me. And they was like, oh, I was trying to act like a diva. Da, 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 da. I was like, okay, so y'all know, y'all niggas, you got here and do the Brooklyn Zoo thing. Y'all do y'all thing. I'm gonna leave it. I left, I came back to New York. I got on the train with Judah and them, but I was still doing shows, and we were on our way to Ohio to do a show. And I took mad people with me, minutes, everybody, had everybody meet me out there for this big show. And on the train, me, five-foot hyper sniper, me, five-foot hyper sniper, and Judah was on the train, and we were talking about what we should do what we should be so so first they wanted to just call it zoo family i'm like nah man that's just corny we're not doing no zoo family or zoo brothers kins to niggas or nothing out and um clef and them was doing a project called something bullies and i was like that was and he was doing that with buddha and uh and and raheem's son you know um alan which 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 was my nephew so I was like, nah, you know what? I'm gonna take the bullies word and I'm gonna change it up a little bit and I'm gonna put zoo in front of it and we're gonna be called zoo bullies from now on. Because it had already belonged, it had already came with they had they were they they was gonna do a song called something bullies. They wasn't calling themselves the bully. So that's how I wound up coming up with the name and said we're gonna name it zoo bullies and we're gonna put the Z at the end of everything that we do because every time somebody gonna know the difference between c because some people spell the zoo z-o-o or whatever way they want to spell it but we spell it z-u so we want to put z-u at the end of everything that way at the end of the beginning so like zoo bosses because at first they was just going to be bosses then we changed it to zoo bosses universal disciples were universal mm -hmm. disciples then we changed it to universal zoo disciples um the man choose was already the Manchus, but we we had already had Zoo Manchus because we came from the Dirt Doll Chamber, so it had to be Zoo. Um, right. but Dirty and them wanted to keep it ZOO, but we was going through some shit with this other group called Brooklyn Zoo. So I was like, you know what? Let them niggas do that ZOO shit. We do ZU because we got the WU. Why not right. do the ZU? So, so the um. Witty unpredict it was witty unpredictable for them, but the zig uh, the the ZU for us is zigzag zig universal. You understand what I'm saying? So it, it it all was the same. So it's like it's perfect. And um, I came up with that. Wasn't nobody else. Don't let none of these other niggas tell you they came up with the ZU in that form. Y'all hearing it? Y'all hearing it? Hearing it? You know what I'm saying? So if they want to lie and say they came up, you came y'all came up with ZOO for as this ZU universal. It has been Buddha Monk 100% from the beginning to the end. Uh, now, see, that that's serious knowledge, right? Because a lot of people didn't know that. Yeah, because you know why? They, because they still they still on the flock of being, they still followers of Wu-Tang and not following the artists that, like, a lot of people love Buddha Monk. A lot of people love the zoo bullies and everything. They follow us, they care for us because it brings them closer to the Wu-Tang. It doesn't bring them closer to us. 
You understand what I'm saying? Mm. When you do get with us, they be like, yo, how can I be a part of Zoo? And then you tell them that, and then next thing you know, they rocking W's on their shirts. I, I, yeah, yeah, Zoo I see has, that a lot. Zoo has nothing to do with y'all putting Wu-Tang on your shirts and hats. At all. At all. You understand what I'm saying? You a branch of this off of Dirty. You may be a Wu affiliate because of Dirty, but of because of Dirty and Buddha Monk. I am an official Wu-Tang member. It, it's not like I'm on the outskirts of it. There's no one, if unless Rizzo, one of them said I'm not Wu-Tang, then that would be different. And none of them has never said that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So unless somebody else was to try to say that, they, the Wu-Tang niggas have punched them in the face. You understand what I'm saying? Like, yo, you don't know what you're talking about. Wu's been there. Wu's been there day one. I was the there. Right. I actually, actually got sword. You understand what I'm saying? So uh, my, my thing is, like, I just hate the fact that a lot of people try to get down with this zoo thing to get closer to the Wu-Tang. Yeah, like it's, it's, they 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 riding coattails to get to thinking they're gonna get somewhere else. They doing melon and mad and cold. They sucking niggas nipples to get closer to, to, to the Wu Tang. <laughs> like yo, I ain't never like like okay. Like for instance, you got you got Wu Tang management. That's that belongs to Mook, which is a part of Wu Tang because Mook is one hundred percent Wu Tang. But Wu Tang management is really mm -hmm. Mook's brand and Jimmy. They put that together. Mm -hmm. But it's a part of Wu Tang because Mook had already started that before Jimmy, and then him and Jimmy continued to blow blow it up bigger. But Jimmy's putting a lot of hard work into that project, so it's that's why it's even bigger now. Um, but niggas think because they are part of Wu Tang management that they can start walking around and say they part of Wu Tang. No, it don't mean that. Say, mean so that. I think you need to repeat that. Cause it I think people be misunderstanding. You gotta go to RZA and Power in order to be a part of Wu Tang. Period. And if they, if they didn't know you from the beginning, you ain't gonna be a Wu Tang member now, unless he says, "Yo, to me, you uh, 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 what's the name? Hey, Vaughn, Vaughn, call Najee and see why she calling me." <laughs> and see why me. I'm in a video. I'm in an uh, interview. <laughs> That's all respect. You know, we know, we know you're busy. We've been keeping you, you know, hostage right here for a little while. You know, and I, I definitely want to thank you for you know taking our time to come out and you know taking time to be with you. Your voice covering now. I can't hear you. Oh, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, we just. I want to thank you because you you took that time to come out here and and really take away from your schedule to tell your story and I think that a lot of people don't know enough of it. I think I a lot of people get a facade, you know. And I just wish that people could really get to know the true background of things, you know. And I've been around you for years. You've been such a mentor to me, and you know, I've learned so much about it. I've learned so much about the history, and I think that's the problem. Too many people run their mouth and don't learn the history. Don't speak on things you don't know. That is something that I, I really stick to because being around you, I see a lot of people. It's like, oh, my God, I got a picture with Buddha Monk. I'm a Wu-Tang affiliate. It's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, that shit happened <laughs> too much. I'll be like, see, you're doing too much right now. I ain't never tell you was part of me because you took 
you took that picture, and then everybody be like, yo, I know Budamuk, that's my man, man. I, you know how many times I heard people say they 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 were chilling with me in the club, and was I was all, I was all over some chicks and this and that. I don't now everybody know me. I ain't, I don't be on chicks like that. You know what, what I'm saying? What are you talking about? Like you, you, I didn't do that. Like what? They do anything for cloud? It looks like. Yo, like you actually made it seem like I was doing something crazy. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I'm taking a picture of my medicine. Send it to somebody. No problem. You um, so, like, I, I'm like, I'll I, I be watching everybody do that. They be like, yo, Buddha, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, homeboy said he was just with you and y'all was having sushi and all that. And then you, <laughs> you signed his records and did this and that. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> never heard of this person. Never, I, you know, I never dreamed of that before in my life. He said, I never cheated. I love you so much. Like, no yo, filter, yo. Buddha Monk, y'all. No filter. Yeah, because I'm getting tired of people trying to get recognition off of what we do. Like, I want y'all to understand, this was never easy for me. Wasn't nothing right. given to me. Building this zoo brand after Dirty Pass, that's me putting in a lot of hard work and sweat and tears to this. Like, like I, it's hard keeping hundreds of artists together or getting artists to do songs or because not because they don't want to or they don't want to be nobody somebody dying somebody got hit by a car somebody feeling sick yeah. today you thinking you're going to be okay in two days but you want to be sick for 10 days and then when you get back you got so much bills you got to catch up with because you got stuff going on in your regular life that by the time you think about getting back to music you can't because you got to you gotta, within doing this music, you gotta be able to pick. One thing I need y'all artists to stop doing: do not become a rap artist. Do and not stop your day job. And stop your day job. You only stop your day job once the the ink is the ink is dry. Black and white make green. You can't make you can't get no green if you ain't got a contract to sign that's white and write black on it. So. Within that note that I'm giving, within this this knowledge that I'm dropping to you right now, keep working even while you still, you know, even when the yes. when the contract is dry and you're in the studio, yo, because if it don't all go well, you still gotta you still gotta live, you still gotta pay your bills, you still got things to do. Don't you know? And don't on face value of somebody saying they want to help you with your career doesn't mean that they're gonna pay for you to get. To become famous, right? Do that. That's all them 97, 899. Uh, that's all them uh, people who pay to, to, to get Funk Master Flex and all of them to play their music and stuff like that. We're not doing that. I'm not no sellout. I ain't, I'm not paying nobody to play your music. I need you to make good music so that they'll want to play it on their own. That is requesting it, right? Right. right. And that's that, you know, that's the difference between an artist and a bullshitter. Facts, facts. Everybody wants something handed to them. I worked hard to make this zoo thing happen. Now, all of a sudden, everybody that's trying to live off it, they not paying no homage. Like, I don't need you talking about they want to make hot sauces, T-shirts, hats, and everything. What? Niggas be make, listen, niggas be making mad dough off this brand and don't nobody even say Buddha. They don't, don't, don't mention you at all. Take on some money towards the zoo bully situation, or yeah. like work on the projects and get some engineers, or 
we got money put away so everybody could get together for a couple of days for a hotel or for when I say yo, we wanna do something, I gotta pay for all the hotels for everybody and all the shit. You know what I'm saying? I gotta take care of a whole lot of stuff. I gotta try to get everybody there. I gotta try to figure out, you know, we all it's it's twenty of us sitting at a table. That bill come back a thousand dollars. I know my team, they work and they got cribs and they doing that stuff, but you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm if I put this together, I should be able to hold everybody down in the kitchen and eating. But now we go out. I ain't say I was paying for niggas to, 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 to drink and shit and, 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 and get chicks to go back to their hotel rooms and all that. You got to do that. You, right. You you, you going to do your little wine and nine. That's, that's on your tab. Nah, right. Tab. And then some people were like, that's why I don't want to come because I didn't want to come out here broke. But if you don't come out at all, then how is somebody going to acknowledge you being an artist? You right. got to take these risk factors. If I said I got your room and your food, cool. But I didn't say I got your clubbing and your whole hopping. That's yes. that's a matter of being being humble, you know what I mean, and, and knowing how to to be grateful. And yeah. I think that's something that lacks a lot of these days, you know. And you know me well, you know my motto is hungry and humble. I always tell people you got to be hungry for for more knowledge. You got to be hungry to learn more. You got to be hungry to grow and elevate. But if you're not humble and you come in as cocky, you gonna get your bubble busted. Shout out you know? to Lights Out, Moody, everybody, the one forty four. Yes. Know, all the man choose the ninjas to the universal to disciples, you know what I'm saying? Fine explains. I want to give a shout out to everybody, but let me just explain to y'all. I didn't make Zoo so that it would just be a brand name. I made it so that we can universally be together to to build each other's platforms to a higher level of anarchy for this music shit. You know what I'm saying? And I think some people are taking this and using it for their for their own selfish and greed reasons. That personal game. Yeah. And then you'll show, you'll see that it happens because they start fighting within themselves. Mm. There'll be a group and then they're not a group. Then there'll be a group and then there's not a group. And then and then they still a group, but they're not sure of themselves as a group. Mm. I didn't build you. You just came to me with the idea, and I told you how to flourish to make it better. Now that you're getting the attention, what are you going to do with it? Are you right. going to spread the love amongst the rest of the zoo nation, or are you just going to spread it amongst you and your people? Because I see some of these guys, after you, after, after you open one door for them, they don't fuck with you no more. They just disappear. It's crazy how that be happening. Yo. Boy. And then then and then I'm I'm watching online niggas is saying they this they this company now, they down with this, they down with that. I'm like, hmm. So basic. And then like I, I walk up and I walk up in the studios that they in or some shit like that. They be like, oh what up, Buddha? Yo, it's good to see you. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you wasn't even gonna tell me you was down here. Like I, I said, mm. I, I, you in my town. You in my no town. Listen, I'm, I'm from New York, but Worcester's my town. Niggas know Worcester's my town. I put it down. I lose it down here. Everybody knows that. You understand what I'm saying? But y'all niggas come to the town and be right here in the town. I'm three blocks or four blocks away from y'all niggas, and y'all don't even let me know y'all here. Oh no, that's not some Wu members, yo. Some Wu Tang members do that too, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I can only imagine. You know what I mean? I think but, but, but when Wu Tang are still human beings, like they're still regular people, just but, you right. Know. That's and that's the difference. See, when Wu Tang do it, it, it's like, oh shit, you know what? I forgot you out here, Buddha. And they'll tell me that. You understand what I'm saying? But the niggas that's out here or like one town or two towns over or three towns over or five cities over, they they be on some like yeah, I was only there for a few minutes, so I left. Okay, you don't think I got cars? I got plenty right. of cars. I'm, I'm real. Listen, I got cars, real estate, everything. The shit that I got, half of the niggas can't even get it because, like I said, you need a humble slice of pie in order to make things happen in your life. You know, I don't brag. I don't think I'm better than everybody. I treat everybody equal until you show me different. And a lot of the niggas that done came amongst this zoo name have showed me different. Mm. And that's why I'm I'm not I'm not too keen on how I move with certain people nowadays. But like when you see niggas like lights out, moody, and everybody that you brought to the table come and they deal with me the way they deal with me, they deal with me how it's supposed to be done. You understand what I'm saying? First of all, a lot of you motherfuckers out here don't understand. Don't nothing move in this zoo shit unless I say so or race on. And race on is off. Off the off the thing, but Ray Son, he don't really handle this part of the situation like I do. So basically, it's me. So a lot of y'all niggas don't know, ain't nothing getting past me. Cause even as much as you think you're doing, you got to see me in the light, whether it be for a positive note or to get your ass knocked out. One or the other, you decide which way you want to fall on that blade. Right, right, right. So what do you have going on now on a, on a positive note? Because like you said, and I always, and I said, it, you know, when I put up the post, it's not something that you were doing. You're still doing, you're well, still dropping albums. You're still producing. You're still dropping. Do I mean, you just, you killing it out here. And they just, they, 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 they don't know. Listen, I do folk music, trap music. I do all kinds of production. I do R&B. I do house. I do rock. I'm working with a lot of little young guys. I'm educating dudes on how to how to put their tracks together. I, I, there's dudes down there that be producing stuff for Jimmy Kane and, 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 and Cap and all of them still and, and, and decking them. And I still down there and I, I show them because you know why? They, they take that shit and they nurture it into their blood veins and then they make it work and they be like, with the thing I like with them, they be like, yo, Buddha showed me that. Now, other people back in the days be like, yeah, man, it took me a long time to learn. Motherfucker, you ain't tell them I showed you that shit. You ain't even try to give me no type of credit, right? You made it seem like we didn't. Yo, you know how many times shit came online and television about everybody who they did with Dirty and stuff? You know what I'm saying? Wow. Um, and it just didn't work, you know what I'm saying? And, and they didn't even mention my name, you know what wow. I'm saying? You know how many times I did shit for Wu-Tang and everybody else and they didn't even mention my name? But it's okay, because I don't do it just for my name to be mentioned. I am that nigga with or without them mentioning me. Period. You know what I'm saying? Period. Like I said, I got real estate. I got, I got real estate out here. I got Airbnb houses. I got, I'm driving cars i got motorcycles that cost 30 or forty thousand dollars the niggas ain't I, i'm doing fucking names and shit that niggas can't imagine 
My diamonds are done by the most expensive people in the world. I'm not. I'm not bragging. I'm just trying to show you. You're like just speaking your truth, though. That's your truth. I you work hard for that. You put the, you put the years in the time. I do because I don't be bragging. When you brag, you don't get nothing. Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. You know, but when you saying? doing big things, it just it brags for itself. You don't gotta brag. Yeah. When you when, See, when you yeah, doing it for true. real. See me at my shows. I could switch up my jewelry. I could switch up my cars. I could switch up my life. Period. If I decide I don't never want to rap or produce or make no more music, I, I got other things already. I, I, I'm telling you, you got to be a chain of events. You can't be one. You got to be a chain of events. Yes, and you got to yes. know how to make them work with inside of each other. Facts. Even if I leave today and go on tour for six months, I know that everything that I got is still financially moving with the woman I have and everything. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So I'm not even worried about it. But what I can say to a lot of people, I am producing some of the most craziest albums right now. I got this new single that I don't want to tell everybody the name because I don't want niggas to steal my shit. You know what I'm saying? But I got this new joint that's going to really, really, really tear the radio waves up. I so when you drop it, are you going to you know, make sure that we get it over here so we can bump that? Yeah. I'm, I'm shooting. I'm going to shoot for, I'm going to give it to all the radio stations the same day except for the ones that's family. I'm going to give it to the family station so they can play it a week out before. And I'm going I'm to already, before I, I've noticed with a lot of the artists I got, they drop their songs before they finish the video. Now, I'm going to do the video and then drop the video with the song at the same time. That way, everybody's looking forward to everything. A lot of people can get in touch with me if they go through you or Atlanta's Price. You know what I'm saying? If they go through you or Atlanta's price, they can, you know, book me for different things. Absolutely. I like I like being in the background. Like I like helping people with production and stuff like that. And I'm not doing a lot of things for free either. So y'all need to understand. It Make sure your budget bread. right, people. It's bread to get with the cash. You know what I'm saying? Put the dollars up, y'all. Put the dollars up, y'all. Hear but it. If you want, if you want some hot shit where the radios and everybody will not deny you. For your production usage and everything, then come see a fella. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'll make you. I'll make you the new black Cinderella. Cinderella, <laughs> Cinderella, or Cinderella. Either one you want. You want to be Cinderella? I'll hook you up with some shit that everybody gonna look at, pay attention to you. And when the clock strike twelve, you'll still be able to be acknowledged the next day after. There's Whoa, a difference. There it is. Oh. You you know you got a lot of people tuned in right now. Let me let me let you know who tuned in, cause they they going off in the comments. Of course, you know the whole Zoo family is up in here. You got Smooth Mass Beats on the building, Show on the building, Venom Zoo in the building. That's my Sonny love right Sam there. Venom in the building. Yes, in the building. Yeah, cause you know why. That's Gina. real zoo right there. That's real zoo. All those names that's you mentioned right. right there. That's Gina real zoo. You that's already it. know. Blacksmith just tapped in and built it. You already know what it is. Captain General Admiral, everything's is up in here, man. You got you got nothing but the highest generals and capos up in this building you know, right there. I'm, I'm feeling kind of special right those, now. Those names you mentioned are all official Zoo members. They are. You heard it. All every Zoo name Fatal. mentioned is official Zoo in here. Everybody in the comments, they official, baby. 
Zoo Fatal been with me from day one. Polydon and Venom been my right hand mans from how I was dirty. That's that's Venom and Polydon. Polydon and Venom is my right hand mans from day one. Day one. I like I, hands off, hands down, and all of the man choose. Those were all my day ones. All my day ones, those are, those are all my, like, those are generals. I don't even see them as capos. Those are all generals. Right, you know right. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing I say to all my generals. I need y'all to stop playing games because people believe in this brand, but y'all taking too long to put music out. Y'all y'all be fucking flacking sometime. All of y'all niggas. Ooh, ooh. I know Smooth be putting out mad shit. Venom be got Venom got mad shit, and he be putting out joints. Uh oh, uh oh. But we need to put out everybody shit. Y'all what? niggas need to stop playing. Now, as far as the Zoo Willie project, I don't like doing a project where niggas just send me vocals. I'd rather have the artists here, so that way, if it's something I don't like about it, I can sell them, actually fix it with them, because. When I did the Brooklyn Zoo album, we were all together now. We spent two months, three months in different um, Airbnbs out in, in um, no, timeshares. We did timeshares then. It wasn't called Airbnbs then. Mm, it was called- I was going to say, they, it was different back then. Yeah, we were timeshares. You could do a timeshare for a whole week. But we had one one couch out on the front in the, in the living room that was fold out and then a bedroom. So... One would be in here, two would be out there, and we would have three timeshares. And we we did we did we we, we would rob Seven Eleven every day and 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 get food to eat and everything. While even though we still had jobs and we was getting money and we was getting money sent to us while we was there, you know we still like stealing beers and all that shit and everything. <laughs> and we and we did the albums. We we did the albums, but this is real hip hop shit. See, right when start writing about shit like this in their music and they say a slick ass line you can remember some shit that you did because when you say it it actually happened you dig what yeah. i'm saying you did. yeah when you, you did. when you re- when you live it in real life that part that part and, and shazam like that's even though y'all know about the cartoon character i say shazam because i want my te- my people to know when i hit you it's with a spark of light so the best way to hit you with that shit is be, you Shazam the nigga like yo Buddha. So we doing the song Shazam. You know what that mean? That mean yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You ain't mm-hmm. got to second guess it, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I like to do shit to keep everybody know we're in we're in the time of now, then, and back then. Niggas niggas was watching Shazam then. They watching Shazam now. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Niggas is like let's go. You know, pull up with all this other shit. We were saying that shit when we were young. What? Mm-hmm. Let the little young cats of today come in and use the words we use and make super hits with them, and it was right there in your face all along. So stop, stop arguing amongst each other, and let's just get this fucking music out. Right, let's get this money. It's too much even money out great, here. Even in this great zoo life, just let you know, there's always complications in every chapter of every every, every team. Wu Tang done had it. Tribe Core Quest done had it, Flip Mode done had it, and I could go so on naughty by nature, everybody. But you know but what like I'm saying? You say, like it's a matter of stuff. ten toes down, loyalty, yeah. being the, you got you gotta shoot when we in the gym. Don't Yo, come you know and, and wanna party when it's good, but when it's a raining, you don't know how yeah, to hold, a up, hold your brother just up. A bear. Yeah, yep. Yep. 
I tell niggas I'm having a party. I expect to see everybody there. Unless you got, unless you in the hospital or somebody dying at that moment, niggas should be there. Niggas don't even call and say they're not going to make it. At least when I don't make it, I call niggas and say, yo, I'm not going to be able to make mm -hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? I know you've actually gotten tickets to some of my shows when you couldn't come. And that's, and that's what I tell a lot no, of people. I, say, I was if offered. You can't make it, I, wait a minute. Right. I was offered. I never promised that I was going to come, though. Yep. Yeah, I said I can see what I'll do. It all depends on what, because I know for a person like me, sixty things happen to me in one day. That only one thing only happened to most people in in, yeah. they, in their whole entire life that one day. Yeah. So like, something happened to you today. It didn't happen to me. That was your one time that you really needed to be somewhere. And that shit happened to you. And your, the rest of your days were good. Mm -hmm. Sixty a day. Sixty mm -hmm. a day. Wrongs in my life, and it how do I remain to month? How do I remain to keep a smile? How do I remain to talk about hip hop? And right. you know what I'm saying, like it's been a year. My mom's just passed. I haven't even gotten over that yet. Like I haven't, really, I haven't even cried to soak over that like I want to, because in the day of life, I don't really have time for it. Maybe I'll cry about it when I fall asleep and see again and tell her why I couldn't do it. Well, you know, it's it's a lot of different things, but. You can't fail the people that you already gave your word to. You're going to be here for them. So, like, fellas, what I'm saying to all of y'all listening, my niggas that's on here and the people that don't know me, if I say I'm a part of you and I'm taking time out of my life to work with y'all, do all the trials and tribulations I go, go through, I expect y'all niggas to show and put out more than what y'all putting out because y'all amperage wattage is not doing good with me right now. I heard it. I heard it from the general himself. The general himself. Buddha. Now I, I, I do want to say I just can't be there all the time. But you know what? It's always love because the one thing that you do is support in real life. If you can't make it, you share posts. You'll send people that's in the area that you know to shows. I've had it happen to me where I've been, you know, performing at a show, and it's like, yo, Buddha shared your shit. I had to pull up on you, and I'm like, oh, oh. Another thing too, <laughs> I want to say why you on here. I notice a lot of niggas. Don't be supporting your shit the way they supposed to, but they be supporting the other side of niggas that they be down with. And I'm like, yo, fire is a part of us. If y'all not supporting her, then y'all ain't a part of Zoo. So she ain't got nothing to do with this. This me saying it out of my mouth. I don't see y'all niggas promoting her shit enough. Step your game up, all of y'all. Um, th this goes out to every Zoo nigga, every Zoo man, every people that love Zoo and what Zoo doing. Fire Nation got flames. She got some stuff that everybody loves. And it ain't like she putting out whack music. I didn't say everything is good. I said a lot of it is amazing. You know what I'm saying? I'll never say everything is good because then I would be called a liar. You understand? Facts because you, there is definitely tracks I've sent to you. And you was like, bring it back to the booth. Redo that down. You need to bring it or just start the whole song over. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> I got a lot of songs over here that I haven't put out. But I've left a dope-ass verse on one of them of us. You never know. And, and one day, I'll be like, niggas be like, dude, we need a song. Okay, here, I'm going to send y'all a song with some vocals with me on it. Here, take that. But a lot of times, niggas be like, yo, I got this track I want you to be on. And I'll be hearing people's stuff, and I'll be like, I don't know if that's really me. But I try it because, you know, I'm, I'm versatile like that. I, I make something out of nothing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then 
like I noticed, like you ever notice, like meth and everybody now, they let they let the younger crowds when they do shit with them, they let them come up with the flows and then they'll come on the same flow as them, but then they'll yeah. flip more different and then be like, yo, meth killed it. But it really wasn't meth flow, it was somebody else's flow. Right, right. They all had that. the same scenario. It was just who said it better. And that's because he, <laughs> that's because that's because my niggas are seasoned. See, we seasoned. It's like it's like just like just like when you take a grill and you buy it, it's not seasoned until you cook on it a couple of times and you make it work where you don't burn everything on it. So now the, the grill is seasoned, so now it's gonna work for you every time the way you need it to work. That's what I mean with this music. Some of you niggas don't be seasoned. You come up with the idea, but you're not seasoned enough to make it a hit. So y'all call on big guns. Yeah. Y'all call the big guns and ask for that special barbecue sauce we be laying on y'all shit. Yeah, it's so much like of Zoo. I love you, man. I appreciate you. And that's facts. I was just out there. I was able to see Son of Sam. We did a couple of tracks, you know what I mean? Uh, I really just want to honestly, Buddha, I, I thank you so much because Son of Sam, you, Son of Sam, you zoo, you zoo, Son of Sam, but you, you gotta trouble? step up. Menace, Menace ain't happy with you right now. You gotta uh -oh. fix that. Uh -oh. I, I'm saying that live. I'm saying that live. That, that was a live announcement. I wasn't even prepared. You got, you got. See, that's the thing. Of, that's what this zoo thing is about. I'm gonna catch you where I catch you at. I be trying to tell you shit, son of Sam, and don't seem like you really be taking what I'm telling you. You need to step it up, bro, because Menace is very disappointed in you right now. I don't know what that's all about. I think you need to fix that, bro, because, yo, like, like I said, groups argue, and then they get back together. We ain't a group that argue and get back together. We argue, we be mad at each other for a little while, but you got to fix that. But, yeah, guy, he told me some crazy shit, so you need to fix that, King. Buddha monk, no filter, all troops. You guys have been tuning in, and I just want to say on behalf of Janie Schmini, aka Janet Torrance, she's been having some technical difficulty, so you know that's why she had to jump off. But she allowed me to really keep rocking out with all of it, and I'm I'm just really really honored for to know that you came out here tonight and rocked out with us and just showed so much love, and we really got to touch base with Buddha monk. No doubt. And Zoo. You can catch me on TikTok. You can catch me on IG. Well, you can't catch me on them. Like, I don't, <laughs> them. I don't play all these little, little, I don't do all the little color picture faces and all that stuff. <laughs> Some of you people are touched. I just want you to know that shit that be using all that stupid shit. Be yourself. Cause you not invent you you using somebody else's program making them money for people to get them more money in their pocket. Y'all not getting on here and doing your thing so that people can pick up your project. Start taking, make your own stuff and just keep putting it on TikTok and Facebook and everywhere until somebody say, "Hey, you came up with a good idea. How can we yeah. trade off that and so get you get you that some consistency. money?" Consistency yeah. is key, guys. Like a lot of people don't realize that if you if you just keep pushing yourself and you believe in yourself and you promote yourself properly, you know, it really will pay off. But if you doing stuff and you're not taking your time with it, you're definitely not going all to give it women, enough energy. All you women using those, 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 I don't know. If I gonna say when I say, you know, them, you know, you put your face you up and then putting them pictures over it no, to make it look. All those filters, make up something that 
you did and everybody mm -hmm. wants to use it because then that way they're going to give you money mm -hmm. for your filter. And that's that's something that you can do. I have seen it. I've done it. You absolutely can go and create your own filter. They do right. allow you to do you're that. Helping everybody else get money. And it's and, and not only that, you're making yourselves look bad because it's like you're not using your brain to become somebody in this world. Right. You know what I'm right. They use their brain. They're getting, trust me, trust and believe, they're getting their ways and their wants. I didn't say not to do it to make yourself be funny or whatever, whatever, cool. But right. but you still want to give us something original. Do something to make yourself some money. Stop staying broke asking for a dollar. When you can have a million by just taking taking the time out to invent yourself. Put the time into you. We helping, we helping too many people. Like for instance, this broadcast, this podcast and everything, y'all did it. But y'all using another platform to do it. But if we build one and we make it ours and we have everybody broadcast from it, like we broadcast mm -hmm. from it, it'll be our money, not their money. I know that's right. And because you're saying that, I think that it's time that we, I think it's time for a lot of the, you know, the collaboratives to really come together and really sit down and, and really build this plan. It's Here's about the thing to crazy When I asked that question, you notice I asked it a couple of weeks about me doing the podcast on it. Mm. But here's the question. Here's the answer. When when once I once I do it, the same people that's hearing me talk right now will not be the people to support the shit when you do it. They'll be on one or two shows, but that's it. They won't be on every single one. So in other words, you just want to get known that you know me on the podcast for a minute, but you're not really a part of the podcast, bringing other ideas and other shit to the podcast. Right, right. Look, See man. you guys on. Yeah, that's that's my baby right there. <laughs> it's my baby and shit. Even when he was bad, I had you know, we sat and we politic, but he listened. He loved his godfather. He loved his. He loved me. I love him too. Yep. But yo, y'all, I love y'all. Thank y'all for having me. You know, I just want everybody. Yeah, I don't. I want to keep you. You know what I mean. I want you to make sure you send your love because I know. I know Jenny gonna probably tap me out so she can get everything situated. You know, um, she giving me my little cue like. Hey. <laughs> All right, now nah, yeah, let's do another time. I'm around. I'm gonna say salute to everybody. I love all my zoo, but in, with with being zoo, you got to remain a zoo. You can't. I could tell you apart, but you got to show and prove that you are apart. You know what I'm saying? A part of. So on that note, I love you, Fire Nation. I love all my zoo. I'm out. I Salute. love you, Buddha. Zoo. You. Peace. Peace. Shout out to everybody who tuned in. You guys, it has been such an amazing evening. On behalf of the Comfort Lover Podcast, I want to shout out my host, the queen of the show, the CEO, Janet Torrance, a.k.a. Jenny Schmini. She's amazing. She's the reason why you guys get to see me up here. I'm so honored. You know, she's over there doing so much. So I definitely am honored to be the one to be able to represent tonight on the show. Shout out to her. Shout out to Biggs, Fire Pit, everybody out there in Philly right now. They're doing some big things in Darby. If you are up and out right now you want to make sure you go tap in it is so so real but i have to give a shout out to janet because without her i wouldn't be here she chose me 
She put that trust in me. I want to shout out my Zoo family for tuning in tonight to the legend, the living legend Buddha Monk. Thank you so much for just being hip hop, R&B, jazz, everything. Just such a mentor. You know, I want y'all to remember, stay cool, stay true to yourself, stay consistent. If you love it, live it. If you live it, love it. This your girl, Fire Ship Flames. Y'all make sure y'all come back, tune into the Comfort Level Podcast and get comfortable with me, Jenny Schmidt. Fred, Fred gone legit. Excuse me, let me make sure I hit. Fred gone legit. And always, always stay hungry and humble. It's your girl, Fire Nation Flames. Peace.